You are listening to Get Real Podcast. All right, I don't know how you get me into all these road trips, but uh, the outings have been life-changing. They have been. I didn't, I-, I didn't pick that just arbitrarily. I had to think. I do that occasionally <laughs> before I say miracles, something. Proof that miracles do happen. If anybody oh, okay. has ever doubted the proof of miracles, here it is because Dan actually does think once in a while. Let's talk about the trips. I didn't expect any of that to happen on any of those trips that we took. The life-changing part? No. I didn't expect really any of it. I knew that when we were going down to Winter Park to see Orlando and Carla and, and, and the band Armor of God, our friends there, that that was going to be cool. It was going to be fun. Um, I knew it was going to be cool to interview them and, and do that. But I learned a lot. And that's one of the things that I really like about doing this is talking to people and seeing what God's revealing to them. And it's just really kind of been stirring in me that God is so big. He's, he's everywhere. Okay. He's omnipresent. How he pulls that off, I don't know. My mind will turn to mush if I try to. I know, it. but I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Don't, you. don't, don't overwhelm me. But God's always revealing different aspects of his personality to people at different times. And that's one of the cool things when believers get together and, and brothers and sisters in the Lord get together, you can discuss those things and get a clearer picture of God. And one of the things that I really learned from Orlando and have been learning from him is the importance of, of true love, of loving one another, how that's the greatest commandment, and how that if you don't do that, the gospel is not going to go anywhere. It, it's just going to stay stagnant. I, I, I had no idea. And then just to go to the Haven for the concert. Yeah, great name. That fits. It, it's, yeah. really, it's, it's really fitting. And the people there were just, awesome people i could hang around them all all day long for our listeners the haven is a venue Mm -hmm. in orlando florida Mm -hmm. and they mainly feature metal bands from what i understand and they've been there for quite some time but it was we were both blown away by just and so is a wild man sam yep just by how loving and supportive and nice everybody was it was amazing it was. You would think that it'd be a really rough bunch. Everybody's dressed in black. Ooh, that's scary. Things like that. But not not at all. And what really struck me is that you know, we know that Armor of God's music is, is based in Christ. But not everybody there was you know a, a Christian band. Right. They, it they wasn't weren't. a church. It wasn't a church. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I felt very comfortable with everybody there and thoroughly... I I enjoy all types of metal. I I do. I thoroughly enjoyed everybody that was there. Withering Earth, the Viking band. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They were great. (laughs) They they were awesome. I wanted to go out and get some wolf costumes for ourselves. (laughs) Actually, what we'll do, the the wolves in sheep's clothing, we'll get sheep costumes. Okay? (laughs) That would be great. No, No, I really... They they slam. Yeah, they they, they slam. And to most people, they'd be kind of scared of that a little bit. Oh, they're in scary wolf costumes. It wasn't scary at all. It was fun. And the thing that popped into my mind was when I heard them on stage was just pure release. It was just, and again, I have to study this a little bit more. There's a difference between purity, there's a difference between holiness, and there's a difference between goodness. And the only thing I know is that they're three different words. What the, what the qualifiers are for each of them, well, I know holiness is easy. That's God, and that, that's that. But the other ones, I, I have to look into that a bit. 
But they were just releasing what was in them. It was just an ex- artistic expression. It was. Is what it was. And it was pure. And I was like, man, that's that's really cool. And then to see Seven Kingdoms, that's the first time I've ever seen Seven Kingdoms. Blew my mind. Really strong band. Really strong. So you and I, we talked about it. And we're going to play for you some interview that we did with Carla and Orlando in a few minutes. We got some great interview with them while we were down there. But just how nice everybody was, how calm it was. Uh, the Lord ministered to me the whole time I was down there. And I know that the Lord ministered to Wild Man Sam as well the whole time we were down. And I know that was going on with you. It was really cool to see you and Sam you know, while we were at the hotel just jamming and, and different songs oh, yeah. and God releasing songs to you guys. We're going to put some of those on, on the Get Real show coming soon. And it didn't make much sense. It's like, so, okay, metal people, angrier, faster type of music. But then we go on our second trip. To New Covenant Church with Pastor Russell the Muscle, the real Pastor Russell. And what really stuck out to me was what he said about pondering your anger upon your bed. It's, that, that's biblical. That's not just Pastor Russell. talking about David. David, yeah. David, pondering his anger. And it hit me that, wow, that's what happens. And I know for me, I'm finally understanding myself a little bit more is that what what metal does for me is it helps me process anger and I always come away feeling more creative I feel more relaxed more at ease after listening to metal and I would not be surprised that when people go there in the midst of everything that's going on there they're processing their anger what would you think they're, they're pondering it to yeah the, the whole I mean, human emotion and human contemplation, it's such a broad thing, and people are so varied. I definitely think there's a gathering of people that are sensitive, and in the way that they process different things, I guess it would be that pondering quality. They're contemplative. It's more of a... um, I'll notice, I really like a lot of Latin music. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife is Latina. And, you know, from dancing and salsa, we, we, we enjoy that type of music. It occupies a completely different side of my brain, okay? Strangely, she doesn't, metal just doesn't work with her mindset. She mm-hmm. doesn't like it, okay? Right. But when we hear certain music together, I can feel very emotional. Metal is really quite emotional music. It is. And, and, and it doesn't seem like it is on the surface. Maybe repetitive, it may be loud, it may be powerful, it may sound angry, but I think it does um, evoke a pondering. Yeah. And it, it, it does a relaxation to me. I don't know what it is. I'm ADD. You're not. We both feel relaxed when we listen to metal. What's going on with that? I think I might be more ADD than you think. Oh. So. Welcome to the dark. <laughs> Welcome side. to the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The show's going to fall it's apart. It's going to fall apart totally. You're the most linear ADD guy I've ever seen. Then the other thing is we, we had the opportunity to have brunch with Carla in Orlando. At at uh, Rock and Brew. That was good food. That was really good food. Great place to go. I really appreciated the monuments that they had for first responders and military on the outside. Um, appreciated the atmosphere. The food was great. But what was even better was the time that we had to spend with them. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. No, it was absolutely... It was fellowship. It was fellowship. Fun. And I want to go back. And another verse of scripture that was really just stirring in me after we left, kind of stirring a little bit before, but now I'm kind of getting a grip on it a little bit. And it's interesting because there's no Bible verse in vain. 
there's no filler in there. Like, oh, well, Paul just wrote this because he was trying to get to the next paragraph. Right. Okay. The horse fly cometh from the north. There's a reason. There, there's a reason for that one. Now, Paul didn't write that one. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're going to do a show where we have people write in their favorite scripture verse, and we're going to find the oddest one. We're going to do that. Okay. okay we're we're going to do that. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to the show and you'd like to start sending us your favorite scripture verse, send it to lithoscry at gmail.com. And if it's really out there, the better. Okay. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, Paul wrote, I thank God whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee. So Paul's writing this to Timothy that, hey, I greatly desire to see you. You know, we've become so trite with the way that we say things. Hey, I can't wait to see you. And then deep exactly. down on the inside, but really... With Carlin, Orlando, and our friends down there, the other friends that we've met, um, some that we've become friends with on Facebook since then, it's like, man, I can't wait to see them again. I really desire to see them. For me, I'm a little bit more stoic than you know most people can handle a lot of time. You listen to me on the podcast, and you're like, no, you're not. No, this is different, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm stoic. Just kind of, and that's the way that I'm built. Some of that is flesh that I have to work through that, that that's fallen. Um, but you mean as far as like how you express yourself? Yeah, yeah. So you're introverted sometimes. Extrovert. Yes. We're both like that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm more introverted generally. Yeah. But then with people that I click with, you know, we'll ham it up. And then there's a greatly desiring to see because it's the spirit. Really? Yeah. I, I think that's I think well, that's what it is. Think about this. I've heard probably one of the most wicked areas in the world for culture and cultural debasement, what you could argue is in the Hollywood crowd. Okay? And what are the marks of that? It's dog eat dog, every man, every woman for himself. It's just selfishness. You self you serve yourself step on everybody else, betray everybody else, lie. Um, it's, it's just the way it works. It's the, as society goes down and down and down, the very worst expressions are you're on your own. Nobody loves you. Nobody wants to be around you. It's the opposite with the love of Christ. It so is. when you actually partake of the love of Christ, you might be introverted somewhat. You may be stoic, but then all of a sudden you have this strange desire that when you meet somebody that echoes that the love of Christ, or somebody that God wants you to spread that love to, you can't get them out of your heart or out of your mind, yeah. and you really cherish. I felt that too. It was fun talking to them because they're so loving, and and Carl is like so smart. It, it makes you kind of nervous because she's like <laughs> the psychology. I'm like, oh, I don't want to say too much. She can be like, can I can, can I ask you about a things? <laughs> like, gonna go do a diagnosis on me about some creepy thing I've never known about myself. No, they were a lot of fun. I, I I felt the same way, and it was surprising because I thought. Hey, we'll have a good time. I don't know. I feel a little nervous. I don't know everybody or whatever. And it was just so welcoming. We both said we felt as or more welcome in that metal club with some saved people and some people that are, you know, don't know the Lord. Yeah. You know, we felt as comfortable there if we haven't as we've had help me you know what I'm yeah trying to say. At, at some churches, churches. yes yeah, exactly churches, yes you know yes. yeah and religious settings yeah where they've tried to cast devils out of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. another podcast we'll, we'll talk about that uh at, at a later date oh, the the, the, <laughs> but really a person can't truly love 
unless they're walking in the spirit of Christ. Think about that for a minute. Because God is love. Okay? And I'm not just talking about ooey-gooey, all this stuff. Okay? He's true love. Nerdery uh, exegesis word. I want to know, because I know there's various, in the Greek, there's the various types of love Mm -hmm. that are delineated like in in, um, uh, Corinthians uh, 13, 1 Corinthians 13. And you can go through and you can look at the difference between eros and agape and and, um, storge and all the different loves. The one that says that, God is love, that's New Testament. Correct. Which word is that? I'm going to have to look that up because I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. I'll look it up. What's what's also interesting about the two trips that we took is that I did not plan those for us to learn the progression of things that we learned while we were on them. Oh, yeah. I was just like, hey, let's go down and see our friend's Armor of God down in Winter Park at the show. That sounds like it's going to be a good time. Yeah, you try to plan every moment. Yeah, every Guys, moment. Guys, I laminated the, the <laughs> schedule. And then... I mean, you looked at me like I, you know, was was coming from outer space. I'm like, hey, let's do a live edition of the Get Real podcast at New Covenant Church. That was- uh, and, and I said even on that one that I was super uncomfortable. Yep, yep. But what God showed us in both of those, and it goes to show, and I want to explain this to our listeners, that the steps of a righteous man or a righteous person are ordered of God. And the ordering, the perfect order of what we've learned in the two trips that we took is not because Dan and I are trying to be right and get it all together. It's more like we're trying to hang on to Jesus screaming like, oh, God, please show us and help us. We don't know what in the world we're doing or where you're going. That's the righteousness and clinging on to Jesus because Jesus is righteousness and it's his righteousness that makes us righteous. That's a lot of righteousness. That's a lot of that's but righteous, I, I brother. Followed it. Huh? How about the righteous, <laughs> the righteous brothers? brothers. <laughs> there you go. But it's been just following Jesus, and what surprises for both of us in in those trips? Have you pulled that up yet? I am almost there. Okay. No, they were you know the anything. It was it was just a blessing. The fellowship that we shared, the the new fellowship that we encountered, the Hungry Howie's. Oh, the Hungry Howie's um, pizza was not, out of this not world. Not dying a grisly death with your driving. If we really if we leave right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what I thought. Okay. Okay. It is agape in okay. the Greek, which is wonderful because that type of love is not something that somebody that's not... Um, born again can can share that's the very love of christ it's a supernatural thing it's wonderful so it's right that's correct it's it's something that is beyond like i could you know in my flesh i could be like oh man in human compassion see a starving child and i could give a hundred dollars you know and i'm like man i want i want this child to be able to eat and i could feel warm and fuzzy but it would not be the essence of the love of Christ. God may appreciate that. He may have even moved you to do that. But it wouldn't have been... Agape gets, uh, gets hard to explain. But it's a supernatural love that flows directly from the Lord. It's not like, I love you, man. I love you, I man. I love you, man. <laughs> Give me your Especially light. after nine beers. <laughs> I really love, I love you, love man. You. Yeah, it's, it's supernatural. Only True love like that can only come through Christ. Yeah. That's it. And that's why it's so horrible when you see situations where Christians or Christian dumb, right, mm-hmm. expresses impure judgment, yes, anger, um, 
you know, just harshness, just being unloving, but in the name of Christ, you right. know, in which I've done that in traffic or I've, you know, what I think about my own life, but I'm thinking more just of that being the big thing. That is the main difference. The main difference between the way somebody would know that you're, man, that's really that person is that you're a salmon swim in the opposite direction as everybody else. You're going in the direction of man. Hey, I love you. Hey, you want my cloak too? Right. Oh, here, take this. Also. <laughs> Can I walk with you three miles? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And because nobody in this world, very rarely, some people looking for some ego jollies to be like, oh, I'm the big, big man in town. Yeah, I donated that. It's not that. You know there's a difference. When yeah. somebody can do something in complete quiet, they, they weren't getting anything out of it. And they go and they give you a bunch of, a bunch of uh, encouragement or love or give you their time. And it came right from their heart. And you're like, why would they do this? And then not only that, it seems to flow out of them. It wasn't a one-off. Right? right? right. It's amazing because I can be, get bored really easy or I can get like this. I'm like, I don't really want to go and do that. But when God puts something on our heart specifically, it's like that it flows. Yep. And then it's not work as long as you're just flowing along with the Lord. It's know? a release. Because if I was doing it in the flesh, I'm like, give me a break, man. I'd be too... I, I'm amazed at like a lot of works religions, mm-hmm. okay? And you see these people, they're like, okay, I got to go back to the soup kitchen again. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> if I didn't have the Holy Ghost doing, making me want to do that, yeah. you know? the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to go to the soup kitchen. Yeah. But I would if the Lord put it on my heart. Right. And that's why people the are primordial called... soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people are called to different ministries. Exactly. The soup kitchen, I would feel miserable there. And earlier in my years with the Lord, I would have felt condemned being there for feeling miserable about being there. Right. Like, okay. nobody else understood you, but I certainly <laughs> Okay. So... Maybe you've had this. Maybe so, and if you've had this, you know, shoot us an email. We'd love to talk about it. Where you're out there and you're doing something for the Lord, but you're absolutely miserable doing it, and then you feel bad about feeling miserable for doing it. Well, here's newsflash, <laughs> Muppet newsflash. Okay, that is not your calling. All right, that is not your fitting. All right, so. That's what that's what that is. Now, the funniest thing, though, while we were at the Haven, I have to go back, was when I saw the the poster that Nita Strauss, the guitar mm-hmm. player, was going to be there, and I pointed it out to you. I was like, "Dude, Nita Strauss is coming. She's huge." And you were like, "No, she's not." <laughs> you looked at the picture. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "No, no, 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 no. She's big." Big name. <laughs> you know, I, I forget 90% of what I say, which is really scary. I expect like, you know, going to heaven and then all of a sudden I'm going to, this grim group of angels are like walking up to me. I'm going to get like some punishment for all the dumb stuff I said <laughs> on the microphone. Just remember, every word will have to be accounted yeah, for. No, yeah, there you though. go. Thanks for the encouragement. But awesome trips that we took. Um, That was really cool. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Orlando. Thank you to everybody at the Haven. That was just wonderful to us. Great Great venue. If you're in Orlando and you want to check out some good metal and just uh, see a real cool family of bands that support one another. And they support each other. They support each other like crazy. It was a wonderful It was refreshing to see that. What a difference from the Baptist down the street trying to do and the Methodist for, you know. Look, I've been to some very big, very expensive buildings that have very prominent, um, what do you call it, denominations, right? 
and you go in and you can tell they're like, greet your neighbor, you know, and people oh, are like, hey, 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 neighbor. And it looks so <laughs> just cursory, just, um, yeah, I'm going to shake your hand because that's what they, okay, but are we done with this? You know, yeah. and, and that can be a little cheesy, I guess, but it just didn't seem genuine. There, we interacted with, you know, different people, believers, non-believers, and it was just so warm and genuine. I don't know, it's sincere. It was just a sweet time. And man. refreshing. Yeah, I refreshing. want to go back. I want to be back in that again. But you know what? Part of it, too, metal is not exactly in the United States anymore. It's not a huge genre. Maybe in the 80s it was more or whatever. And so most of the people that are doing it, they really love it. Mm-hmm. They didn't say like, oh, yeah, man, I know I'm going to get chicks and, and <laughs> we're going to be famous overnight. It's a difficult genre in the United States. So those people, they really love the music. They really love what metal represents, and, and they, they get along. I don't know. That's interesting you say that because I got to talk to Sabrina for a few seconds, after the lead singer from Seven Kingdoms, after the show. And she thanked us for supporting because we bought some merchandise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, anything we can do to support you guys. She's like, yeah, it actually costs us more money to come out and do these than it does than we So they now. really love it. It's a release. You know, I mean, everybody, you know, it's tempting. Everybody could sell out and just learn the pan flute. And then you have all the, you know, you have the nations at your feet, man. You pull a Zamfir. Oh, man, Zamfir, man, rocking the pan flute. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Or Kenny G Melting faces. Uh Uh-huh. They're throwing brassiers. Oh, that would be. Here's the ultimate concert lineup that we would not go see. Zamfir opening Mm. for Kenny G. Oh, you melted my face off, but in a different way of melting. No, that hurt. That was like uh, peanut butter and mushrooms mixed together with a uh, grape jelly. Mayonnaise. Yeah. Maniacal mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah, that's, that, that's coming soon. That's, that's coming nice. soon. But for our listeners, we're going to let you listen in to the interview that we got to do with Orlando and Carla Danielle from Armor of God while we were down in Winter Park, Florida. We thought we lost the interview. We did, but, but we I didn't. found it. Uh-uh. Yes, yes, miraculously. Uh, I'm getting that, used to this. That was heartbreaking. Again. You it know, was. I was trying to make the best of it when you told me that. You were like, I think we lost him and the button or whatever. I was like, oh, because they were really, uh, I really loved that interaction. Yep. And here it is for our listeners. And if you got any questions for us or want to reach out to us, you can get us at lithoscry.com. All right. We're on location in Orlando, Florida. This is the Get Real Podcast. And we've got some questions for the, I guess y'all are the founders of Armor of God. Well, we were talking in there. I'm going to flow with what we were talking about at lunch. I had asked a question. I know that heavy metal has a huge following in Europe. Also, South America, I guess, would be really strong. And then I noticed here that we were talking about just the kind of homogenous gruel, you know, that radio-friendly music has become. And and I was interested. I just kind of asked a flat why, and I'd like to get both of y'all's takes on that. All right, well, yeah, uh, heavy metal, I mean, in the United States, there's heavy metal, but it's not the same as in Europe, uh, because uh, I guess Europe has a little bit more musicality to it, more melody to it. Um, I think also, like, in the 90s, when the alternative movement came over, uh, well, the music industry took over, and I think it's just part of this uh, music industry wanted to take over... And maybe, I don't know if I want to call it dumbing down of music, but in a way it is, you know, because uh, 
uh, all your guitar virtuosos, your drum virtuosos stopped being the, the light on MTV or in the radio station. It was more like simple stuff. Uh, meanwhile, in Europe, and also me growing up in Puerto Rico, I was able to go to the record store and I found the new Halloween album, which was power metal back in the 90s. And I, oh, this is great. Let me listen to it. And I was blown by the music, you know, because it was still heavy, fast, melodic metal. And I'm like, this is refreshing. This is what I need. So eventually, Nightwish came out and I started listening to Nightwish. I actually bought the first Nightwish album. I went to the record store. The same thing happened. And they had it on, on you can listen to this on, on the earphones. And I was like, wow, this is completely different. Operatic vocals, heavy metal, very melodic, very amazing. I'm like, wow, this is great. So I think that's great that I was able to, to find that music in Puerto Rico before the internet and all that mm-hmm. happened. Because mm-hmm. nowadays it's a little bit easier. And I think that's why it's making a comeback here in the United yeah. States. Um, all this great music is is it has a way to being exposed more now than in the 90s when it was only what you know the music industry would give you and you have to take it right. that's my take i guess yes yeah. <laughs> well that uh, did you have anything to add to that? well i guess uh, one thing i'll add is that you know when you think about europe and when you think about how people are exposed in europe to like a breadth of information about culture about music classical music classical music being you know one of the main roots of rock and roll and heavy metal and i like how europeans for example that go to classical music school will have a band like will come up with a band like nightwish for example where you have operatic and you have or orchestral arrangements and that to me it's wonderful i think it's when i discovered that type of music i was like i'm sold i'm definitely you know this is not what's on the radio over here in the US and I've been really really excited to actually turn some of that into our project here in Armor of God we try to you know bring that European flair and when we play different venues here maybe in Orlando or out here sometimes people are like wow your music is very different and I said well it sounds different to you because you're here in the US but if you listen to some of the stuff from Europe that's where it's going to ring more of a bell you know so we're hoping that maybe one day we'll go to Europe and we'll play there and hopefully we're going to go to South America soon as well we're going to be going to Mexico next year so we're excited about that because the way that we are received in other in, in other venues other places it's to me it's it's wonderful because people really can relate to the classical part or the power metal you know that's that's more of like the European flair I'm hoping that it's going to catch up here you know you were just mentioning earlier we were having breakfast that you think the newer generations might be more into this because they're exploring more they're not just about well give me what you have on the top 40 I'm going to be a consumer of that it's not about being a consumer of what's out there it's about exploring really what else is out there you know people travel people connecting with other things around the world rather than just what's local and the internet of course like Orlando said does a lot of it yeah well yeah we really enjoyed the concert last night I think it's one of those things too that the United States is famous for marketing we're famous for franchising we're famous for branding so they'll take somebody that's got some creativity they want to do this and then the agents and everybody gets involved and then they try to make them something else and most people either say we're not going to be able to make a living or we have to sell out and they kind of or maybe they don't even feel like they're selling out maybe they because we are famous for that marketing and franchising around the world then i think in europe 
they don't think like that and they're like they appreciate the musicality of it the complexity um i have kids i have generation z kids and like tail end of millennial kids which makes me feel old <laughs> but when i sit there and I, I look at what they listen to and i hear from what their friends there's there's hope for generation z you know i'm seeing that that they're wanting more than just this easily reproduced cheap product that's highly marketable and to whatever manipulate the masses i don't know what they're trying to do but we really appreciate y'all's music last night was awesome one of the things that i noticed the local venue it's the haven is that correct the haven in orlando florida and they've been known how many years have they been kind of central to the local metal scene honestly longer than i can remember i don't know the exact amount of years but at, at least 15 years okay. they, they've been yeah because i i've been in orlando for uh around 19 years now and I, I remember going there a long long time ago and then i stopped going to many shows until recently when i mean I, five years ago i would say i came back to the metal scene when when the band came to be again and that's been but i would say the last five years it it has become a place where touring bands would go actually right. like more this european more, more of a bar you know yeah yeah because mm-hmm. it used to be only local bands but mm-hmm. it's become a place where touring bands can actually go uh, so european bands um actually doro played there that we played with doro over there the first time uh, and then as well as luca turilli uh primal fear Angra, all those concerts have been in that little place called the Haven. So, well, I, I was blown away by the fact the vibe there was super cool. Glenn and I were talking; we were talking at lunch that I've been in churches <laughs> with less of an accepting, just beautiful vibe. People were supportive. You, you feel like you could go in there. I would imagine as artists that you could go in there and take a real creative chance and not feel like you're going to get beer bottles thrown at you. That like you're going to people. Be, hey, that was different. That was cool. You could. You could take a risk, you know, and mm-hmm. I, they, I was just blown away. Glenn, you look like you, you have that look like you want to add something. <laughs> what we experienced last night at the Haven was the total opposite of what people would think that have no experience in the metal community. And really, that's the best thing, way to describe what I felt last night was community uh, in, in there, is that everybody was happy. Everybody was excited to be there. Everybody was supporting each other. And one of the things that I found really interesting last night is when you guys got on stage, the support that you were getting from bands that are not Christian bands and the quality of what you were putting out on stage and and just how everybody was just really getting into it. And there just seemed to be a peace in in that uh, in, in that place, and what an appropriate name for a uh, for a place uh, the, the the haven, and and that's exactly what it felt like. And I agree with Dan is that you know we've been to some pretty interesting churches and some interesting places, and it was just very calm in there, uh, very peaceful, and everything was positive. There there was just a positive vibe that was that was in there. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the, the community around the Haven and, and that's here in Orlando and in Florida, the metal community? Well, 
I definitely agree with you in terms of how it feels very family in there. It, it, you feel welcomed. We, I've talked to people at the Haven. Every time I go, I meet new people. Every time I go there, uh, people tell me, well, I'm from Tampa. I'm from here. I'm from the north. I'm coming. I like it here in, in the Haven. I like this vibe here in Orlando. Uh, it's, it's like, like I say, it's more of a family vibe. It's also been built on all these bands getting together and supporting each other because, you know, the, the, the big tickets come to town and yes those get a lot of people going but the the bands within ourselves we try to look out for well who's playing at the haven tonight who's playing this weekend let's go and support them and that's how we've been also accepted by the community as well i also think that the 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 sense that you get at the haven is not very different from what you'll get in other venues where you see metal yeah, the, heavy the metal people we yeah know the bartender and she's on our facebook she's on uh, my facebook like, you know i i hugged the sound guy because he did a great job for me and that's how can we go but i would say that heavy metal in general like people might have the misconception that because we're all dressed in black and lining up outside of the venue that's oh my gosh i'm not going in there but actually i that's where i feel the safest right yeah. I, i go to i go to concerts and i'm good you know it's 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 full of men most of the time and and i still feel very safe in there right and And uh, we are we are a, a, a family in that sense, just because we are out of the mainstream. You know, we like this music. It, it makes us, you know, friends and it makes us family. And I think the Haven is just a good example of a local place that is open to all kinds of bands. Because I've heard from the heaviest to like the, you know, like uh, cover bands, all kinds of Any stuff. Kind of band, yeah. Any kind of band is uh, even like a wrestling show they had one time. They have all kinds of stuff at the Haven. Cool. They're open to all kinds of pre uh, presentations. And I'm glad you guys could come all the way down here to Orlando. We're so grateful. We're blessed that you guys shared it with us. We had a blast last night. I hope you guys did too. I know you guys oh, did too. Man, yeah, it was, awesome. it was awesome. And Armor of God is proud to welcome you guys into our legion. So, you know. I have recruited you guys as part of the Armor of God Legion. <laughs> awesome. Sam, do you have any questions? As a musician, we all know there's other types of music out there other than metal. So is there any other types of music that y'all like to listen to or any stuff that inspires you other than metal that, you know, makes you want to get up and play something? Well, yes, definitely. That's a great question. And Gangster rap. I mean. Yes. Gangster <laughs> <laughs> rap. Jimmy, no. Buff Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it, it, well, it's interesting. Of, of course, metal and, and rock music are my biggest influence. Um, but I can appreciate art in general because uh, since music is art and I look at it as part of uh, our creative process, so being made at the image of God, that's part of what I think is important we are creators of music of art and i include food in that category as well like culinary arts and all that stuff so with music it's, it would be the same thing so therefore i'm able to listen and appreciate our styles of music i i do like almost any kind of music really salsa merengue um even some rap and hip-hop too but when i say some it's really some because <laughs> you know um it has to be musically inclined like it needs to have this um, melodic background to it and of course uh, it, it needs to have a message too a positive message um, so so I, I would appreciate it and I would listen to some of it um, the only one that I actually would 
accept that I play the, the CD on purpose. He's a Puerto Rican artist called Vico C, and I think I probably talked to him uh, about him the previous time. Of course, classical music, I like some Mozart, some Beethoven, some Vivaldi. And in the salsa style, yeah, Ruben Blades, the salsa style, uh, uh, some merengue. Uh, and world music in general, like, yeah, I listen to some Middle Eastern music that's really great too, oh, you know. Yeah, so yeah. as long as it has um, a good melodic essence to it, I would appreciate it and I would like it pretty much. From the culinary perspective, okay, if heavy metal was a food, what is it? Good question. No, you know, it's a cheeseburger. There we go. It's a cheeseburger. No, I'm well, sitting there when you brought that up, I'm like, okay, which what would heavy metal be? Well, that that's an interesting question. I never thought about that. Uh, I would, I would guess depending on what style, uh, because um, spiciness, you know, depending on what kind of spice, like maybe some mm -hmm. Mexican muse, uh food mm -hmm. would be um, a little thrash, I would say. <laughs> may, 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 maybe some Indian food would be a little more like symphonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we got the radio-friendly cheeseburgers, right? Yeah, yeah. That would be, yeah. be part of it, too. To Glenn... There's only one food group, and it is cheeseburgers. They just they just come in different forms. A taco is simply a cheeseburger that's been flattened out a little bit and that's a few right. other things. One of the things that hit me last night uh, when Seven Kingdoms was on stage, which was the first time that Dan and I have ever seen Seven Kingdoms, the last song that they did that was the story about the crazy guy that committed murder. The Rats in the Walls? The Rats in the Walls, okay? I was totally fascinated by that song because it was a story. And she was up there singing and telling, telling a story. Now, I'm going to write a pop song right now. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay, Sam, can you put the timer on real quick? Baby, baby, I'm in the club. I'm in the club, baby. Yeah, 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 baby. Hanging in the club, my friends, yeah. That's my baby. Baby. I did. I think we got a top 40. We got a top 40 hit right here. That was 10, 10, ten seconds. Ten, ten seconds. Yes. Wow. It's on the radio. I'm a lyrical genius. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting out here outside of Rock and Brews. I mean, I am just so inspired. You know, and, and what's really funny is looking, looking, looking up at the wall while we were at brunch. Um, Orlando, you were telling me a book that you're reading about Ozzy Osbourne, and I look up at the wall, and there's Ozzy and Madonna right next to each other on the wall. Can you tell me, and this, this, this just really touched me about what Ozzy does, what you read that he does at the end of every concert. Because we got a lot of people that are kind of upset that we were comparing David to Ozzy in, in our last podcast. So uh, can, you, can you explain that a little bit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I asked you because I noticed a, a few, I mean, years ago that Ozzy, at the end of his concerts, he says, God bless you, before sending everyone home. Be safe. God bless you. And I saw it on video. And then I saw him live, and he also did it live. And all times that I've seen it, he always says, God bless you. So to me, that was like, wow, man, that, that's great that he actually does that to every single member of his audience. So There's hope. Yeah. There's, there's hope. I yeah. don't think he's referring to Baphomet you know, at that time. I mean, I hope Baphomet, not. Baphomet, Baphomet, well, I mentioned inside because just analyzing his lyrics and kind of where he's coming from, you do get, I get the feeling that he's grieved over the lack of reality that he heard everybody talking about Christ. He heard all these um, leaders and, and preachers and, and people yes. talking about the things of God. 
and looked straight through it and sadly didn't find any inspiration. And, and it's almost like a grieving soul that wishes, man, I wish that could have been real. I wish, and, and, you know, we pray for him. We want the Holy Spirit to illuminate him and give him that personal revelation. Everybody that listened to this podcast, yeah. we want you to be able to be in a position where God reveals himself to you. And I believe that he wants to, and he promises in his word that he does by, by his spirit. And um, that's just, just it's, a, it's a heavy thing. And that's what we like about this, the, the authenticity, the sincerity, and the openness to go like, how, how do you respond to the world around you? And that will eventually lead you to the sacred things that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, Dan, that's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I noticed while we were at the Haven last night, with every band that was there, uh, Withering Earth, Seven Kingdoms, Borealis, is that what I was seeing on stage, what kept resonating in me was honest expression. Yeah. Honest expression of what's on the inside. And I think the reason why there was a piece in that, it, it was a bar, okay? It, it was. And all of our Baptist friends are, friends are probably freaking out right now, okay? And that's, that's okay. You can keep freaking out. Um, that's where God shows up, is in honest expressions. When somebody's being honest, and I could, I could sense that the Lord was present. In that room, even with the bands that are not Christian bands, and I know that people are going to get upset about that a little bit, but that's okay. We love controversy. Um, but there was an honest expression, and that's what God appreciates, and that's where God's spirit can can move. And a lot of the things I think that people were communicating, they were communicating it because other people wouldn't. People that are getting their frock in a wad over a beer or doing whatever like that, you know, they may not even be open to say the things that somebody honest and passionate would say. That's just a recurring theme. Yeah, and you take a look at the songs that Borealis had, okay, Revelation. Um, What what were some of the other ones? Sacrifice. Every one of them had some spiritual component to it. The The River river. is awesome. Yeah, Yeah. that was a good tune. That was a good, that was a really good tune. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, it's very powerful when we, when you start to see, I know that earlier this year, Glenn and I were hanging out and I played that Devin Townsend. I'm a big Devin Townsend fan. Okay. And I played, um, Grace and you see this guy that is probably a professed atheist. I don't know where he comes from, but he begins, he has all these people in choir robes. You're like, is this mockery? What's going on? And he begins to sing with this passion. He's got Annika up there just with a tremendous voice. And they begin singing grace and just, just celebrating this thing that I don't even know if they fully understand. And I looked at Glenn. I was like, look, these are rocks crying out. It's talking about like if, if God's people don't rise up and express praise or express express truth in a way that is meat that we ought to you know that the very rocks themselves are going to cry out so god will use somebody that doesn't even know him to express the beauty of his grace because a bunch of tightwads in churches or a bunch of control freaks in churches or a bunch of people that was one of the major things with my own testimony i was told about uh, the tooth fairy i was told about easter bunny and all these other things that were myths to basically manipulate my behavior. They wanted this hyperactive kid to toe the line, right? So they're going to tell me something. And I really remember at the age of 15 going, Jesus, you know, are you just kind of an extension of these little myths? Are you kind of the tooth fairy, you know? Because I'm not willing to curb my behavior anymore if you're not real. Would you reveal yourself to me? And to me, the whole reason behind what I like doing this podcast about meeting people like you all is that, that question 
if people could just arrive at that simple valley, be illuminated by the Holy Spirit and say like, who are you, God, personally? I need to know you. Are you for real? I believe God would move upon them. And that, that's our prayer for everybody listening to it. It's good stuff. Yeah, I've definitely noticed between, um, I had another question, like between the different styles of music that uh, and the venues I've been to, between like metal and other styles, I definitely noticed that there's definitely like a, like a, a family, especially in the metal community, between people you don't know versus other venues that, you know, you don't know anybody and they can be really rude to you or just, you know, not as, you know, real with you or as nice to you. Do you think it has to deal with just the honesty that comes within metal or do you think there's another reason that that happens? Um, yes, actually, that I think that's pretty much it. It's, a, it's, a, it's the honesty and it's the passion of the people because everyone's passionate about the music there. No one goes there because like, Oh, there's a metal show there. I don't like that music, but I, you know, I want to hang out in that place. No, they go because they want to specifically hear that music, and they they feel really strongly passionate about it. And that's part of why. Even with the shirts, you see people wearing a shirt about a band that you like, and you, if if it's a metalhead just like you, you can go to them and say, "Hey, I love that band," you know, and they they'll start talking to you very excited about it because they also love it. And I think that we're more open in the metal community to see each other and recognize each other, like, "Oh, there's some metalheads over there," you know, "Yay!" And I think that works. I I don't know how or why, but. It's actually yeah. pretty prevalent. We've seen it. We've gone to New York City, for example, for concerts. We can talk to the people at the concert. That wouldn't be a problem because we're all here for our main reason because we love this band and we love. And then we start talking about other bands. And yeah, it's like a little community in itself. Is Absolutely. the vibe is the vibe that you experience like here? Is it similar in a bigger area like an urban center like New York? The concerts, the metal. Yeah, actually, Orlando and I just went to a Halloween. Here it comes again. That reference. You guys may want to check it out. We went to a big Halloween concert in New York City because they weren't playing here in the area. So we flew actually to see them there. And we were talking to people around. I actually spent most of the concert hanging out with other people because I moved a little bit to the front because I couldn't see well. And Orlando was behind with other people. I was like a few <laughs> meters ahead of him with a whole group of people. And we're all having a great time, you know. And that actually happened last uh, yesterday, last night. I also hang out with all different people in, 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 in the venue that we're either visiting, that I met there, that played there. So that's always part of what we do. We socialize a lot and we had a great fun fun time whenever we play or whenever we go see bands play. I think it's a big release as well. It releases yeah, the it, tension. I, I think it's exciting to mm-hmm. to be in, the, in a concert and meeting all the people. Uh, it's exciting because then you start talking oh did you see this band when they came last year or blah 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 and then it's like you make that connection about music so that's why I think we we get along well it's because of that reason it's the passion and it's the honesty uh, that comes through the music definitely well we have had a blast hanging out with oh, Armor of God way, way too much fun way absolutely much fun, yeah. yeah absolutely and thank y'all so much we really appreciate it and getting to meet all your friends and just everybody was super cool so uh, what does the future hold? What are, what are your plans over the next year, the new songs coming out? Well, I mean, definitely we're working on uh, recording our, our new album right now. It's, it's a very long process right now because everyone has the full-time jobs and blah, 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 you know, all the story. But we hopefully will have it by early next year. And then once it's out, I'm sure I, we'll, we'll let you guys know. We'll let you know where to find it and how to get it and all that. But 
Uh, you got to you got to listen performing half of the material that it's set up for our next album we're already performing so four four songs that we already have like we're we're full on performing them Uh, you heard them last night right it was uh, the crusader the crusader joan of arc Arc. yes and uh we have Uh, in the night in the night which is the second song and warrior of light which is the last song yes so yeah. all of those four, yeah. yeah, and we have it. We have four more in the works that actually we're rehearsing, practicing, learning, recording. So all of that it's taking shape. However, because like Orlando said, we are on a full work schedule. All of the members of the band, and also you know the expense of recording an album and just saying, well, let's go and bunker down and make this happen. We don't have that luxury, so we are having to like take part in it. And somebody does something at their place, brings it home, and Orlando is kind of the orchestra man for our of God. Well, when y'all were playing last night, I was like, I hope y'all rock Europe one day. I'd love to. I, I was sitting there and go, they need to. The, you know, the quality, the music, everything. Weren't, weren't you oh, feeling that? Absolutely. I was like, this, it's a shame because in the United States, you'll see maybe a small crowd or I remember I saw a group, Hazy Dixie. And they're a bluegrass band that plays ACDC. Okay. And it, they're, they're hardcore. I mean, they're mm-hmm. awesome. And they came to a very small bar, Salmon Charleston, and we were talking with them after the show. They were really down to earth. And they were like, no, we, we just played for 20,000 people in Amsterdam or, you know, in Europe. And so I was sitting there going, y'all are so good. The songs, the message, everything, it's just so unique. Um, I could see y'all rocking Europe. So we pray for y'all and, and wish you the best. We'll help you any way that we can. And I'd love to go to Mexico. If we can oh, swing, yeah, that, we swing that. You know, <laughs> yummy boy. <laughs> okay, so excellent. Glenn, anything to add? Okay. Well, this is Armor of God trip down here in Orlando. This is Dan, non-pastor Dan, signing off. D-Pass Rise Glenn and... Sam over here. <laughs> Say goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening, and thank you for, for your blessings. Yes, thank you. This is Carla signing off for Armor of God, and we hope to have more members on the Armor of God Legion. So Ooh. come see us online. Yeah. yeah, and where online can they find it? Oh, armorofgodmusic.com. And from there, you get the links to everything else, Facebook and Instagram and the music. Yes. Okay, till next time. Later. Later.